What's good? This is In The Trap Podcast with your host, Sarah Harrison, a.k.a. Lady In The Trap. I don't know if you've been here before, but I've been I've been trying out different intros every time, figuring out which one rolls on the tongue best. So, you know, bear with me. It's actually a lot of psychology and physiology that goes into this, funnily enough. Anyway, how are you doing? I'd love to hear from you. You are free to reach out to me on social media at I'm Sarah Harrison. Yes, this podcast is available on Apple, Spotify and Google Play, where you can leave a comment and subscribe. But definitely, I always love to hear from you on my personal profiles too. So we are still in the warm-up stages of the podcast before the official first episode, which is coming very soon, Monday, April 20th. In the Trap Podcast, I'll be inviting individuals not just from the music business, but all creative industries with conversations surrounding entertainment and entrepreneurship. Remember, the focus is their story. So far, delivering two throwback interviews, Ray Shrimmard, g Easy. I'm excited to bring you a young lady from home grounds, that's London. She's amassed such great success in a short space of time, and everyone is in love with her voice, including myself. Young Ella May, a true online success story who caught the attention of super producer DJ Mustard, but I'll leave her to tell that story. With credits that have already reached Grammy nomination status and a Brit Award under her belt, after just one self-titled album, just one, she is truly a young R&B princess prodigy of our generation. We're actually fast-forwarding the time machine today, so keep up, guys. Landing on circa April 2017. Let's get into it. In the Trap with Ella May. Hi, this is Ella May, and you're listening to Sarah Harrison. This is the Sarah Harrison Show. You heard it here first, you dig? LMA is joining me today on the Sarah Harrison Show. How's it going, girl? Good, how are you? I'm really good. I'm really happy to be sat with a female right now because, trust me, there's a it's a male-heavy yeah. industry, am I right? Yeah, I feel like we're we're on the come-up, though. I feel like females are, are doing it this year. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, for a start, you're on tour with Kehlani. Yes, I am. And I'm hearing you've got, like, 70-plus dates. Yeah, uh, it's it's <laughs> we've only done, I feel like we've only done 12 so far, and we're not even, like, a quarter way through the tour so yeah there's like 72 I want to say is this a world tour yeah so it's Europe and America yeah wow yeah so just before we got on air we were talking about where you grew up and stuff yes. give us a background for people that don't know yeah so I grew up in South London um in a couple of places all over South London but mostly I would say Mitcham was where I grew up there's not much there to be honest but um it's home so you know Sweet, sweet. And you said you spent some time in America? Yeah, um, I actually moved to New York when I was 12. So I lived there for five years. I did high school in New York. And once I graduated, I came back to London. So Okay. Yeah. What was the reason for that? Uh, my mum's a teacher and she got a oh. teaching job out there. And obviously being 12, you kind of, you don't have a choice. You just have to <laughs> go wherever your parents go. So yeah, I moved over there with her. But I love, I love New York. So Yeah, I mean, like... So 12 to how long? You said a year? Uh, five years. So oh, I was, five I years. I left when I was 17, yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. I, I, I came to London when I was 12 because I was born in Malta. Oh, cool. So I felt like, I, so I did my high school here yeah. and I felt like those five years were just instrumental of in course. like shaping me. Yeah. So like you've lost, you don't have a US accent, nothing. No. Like I feel like that's when I got my British accent. Everything just took shape so yeah. how, but what did you get from New York then that's kind of stuck with you until now um I think that funnily enough New York and London are quite similar within like saying uh they're major cities there's like the the subway is like so similar to the tube and like yeah. you can walk places so um in that sense it was 
it was like not hard to get used to. But uh, the culture is like, I feel like the atmosphere in London you can't replace and the atmosphere in New York you can't replace either they're like so they're both so electric but so different at the same time but it's yet true. so so similar so if that similar. even makes sense yeah so um I don't know like you said the those five years are like crucial in shaping you who, who you are as like as an adult yeah. um so the uh if I I feel like if I didn't move to to New York I would might be a different person but I think moving at 12 and um it opened my eyes a lot to like I was so in in London like I said I grew up in South London and it was like I went to school with the same people like my best friends I've known since I was three and we all went to the same school and we all lived in the same area and we all when we went to uh after primary school we we changed school in year three and we all went to the same school so it was so familiar being taken out of my comfort zone and being thrown in especially when I moved to New York I moved to Jamaica Queens which is like Wow. The hood, so the to speak, ends. yeah. And <laughs> and I like I moved there late and school had already started, so I didn't have a choice of where I could go to school. I was just thrown in the school. Right. And it was like a predominantly black school. I mean, I'm half black, so that, you know, but it was just so different because I was so used to... London is very diverse. Very diverse. So it was like so different for me. And then being 12, and I, I think I was just about to turn 13, and that's the age where you're like, you know, you're finding yourself. And, and especially as a girl, it's quite hard. Yeah. So... It, there was just so much going on and then as I went through the years and like you know you start to you travel around by yourself and you you know kind of it kind of shapes you into to who you are so New York was very very crucial in in like shaping me who I am and and realizing that there's more to life than just what you're used to and what's in your little box most definitely yeah. like this all makes sense now um, listening back to your music yeah because you could tell that you're like finding yourself within the music yeah but at the same time you're you're speaking from like a, an educated point of view yeah so like yeah um yeah I could definitely tell there's a lot going on in your head and yeah. there's a lot you want to put in your music yeah yeah so give us a timeline of of your projects so far for people who haven't heard of you yet yeah so um I dropped time which was my first EP um February 15th last year so just over a year ago um that was just on SoundCloud um and it was kind of a staple to introduce me as like uh, sign into DJ Mustard mm -hmm. um, and then we kind of let that live for a bit I put out my, my video for She Don't featuring Ty Dolla Sign love that track by the thank, way thank play, you play the heck out of it <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> and then um, then I really I, I was in the process of moving to LA which was why uh, there was quite a big gap between time and change because um, there was just like so much to to get together but then I released Change which was my second EP um, last November um Again, executive, executively produced, if that even is <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, by Mustard. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, we let that live for a little bit. I think it's still living, actually, because it's still quite new. And then I just dropped Ready, um, not last Friday, the Friday before. So it's been like basically a year in in, a, in the space of a year, I dropped yeah. three EPs. I'm glad you mentioned DJ Mustard, not me, because I bet the first question everyone was uh, like, how <laughs> did you sign to DJ yeah, Mustard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the most common question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But because, you know, he is a, a super producer. Of he's course. got that status at, at the moment. And he's, he's a kind of producer that has cultivated a sound mm -hmm. that reigned for quite some time. Mm -hmm. We're talking like following the footsteps of Timberland, mm -hmm. who's discovered the likes of Aaliyah, right. Missy. So, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of, you're in that format. Yeah. So 
how how did the discovery happen for people that don't know the story? So um, on Instagram, which is which is so crazy, but I feel like in this generation of social media, it's so important to know that it can actually happen. Um, I was doing 15 second covers on Instagram in my bedroom, just like didn't even really know what I was doing at the time, like where it could lead. But I was like, okay, well, if I don't put myself out there, I had like what I think I had like 500 followers at the time. Like it was all of my friends wow. and people I knew. And then um, the Shade Room actually reposted one of my videos, which obviously they have like however many million followers. And that was bringing people to my page. So I knew I only had like, I think one video at the time on my page. So I was like, okay, this could be like an opportunity. So I just kept making my videos and it was only it, that at the time it was only the 15 seconds that you could upload onto Instagram oh yeah of so you kind of had to make those 15 seconds count I actually remember that because I do remember going to your page and I was like she hasn't really got much yeah. like how did this just yeah. suddenly it was blow literally up? 500 followers to now uh what a year and a half later that I'm at I think I'm at like 300,000 which is crazy to me just off of um like even before I released any music, I had uh, like the followers just were just growing from the videos and yeah. people were saying, oh, can you sing this? Can you sing that? So I was like, wow, people actually want to hear. So from I had uploaded a a, a two pack cover, Sweet. and at the time um, in LA, um, it was going viral because somebody uh, I think somebody had passed. So um, it's quite like an uplifting song, um, and. Mustard uh, saw, he told me that he saw it and he just he just DM'd me on Instagram and was like, oh, what's your situation? So I, was I was literally like, just about to ask you, like, did DM even exist them days? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. sweet. But they weren't, it wasn't like, a, oh, let me slide into your DMs. Like, just, that, that phase wasn't in yet. It okay, was just like, yeah, yeah. normally when you're DMing your friends. But yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, he just yeah. asked me, like, what's your situation? And I was like, whoa. You know, like when you have to check the page to make sure it's the actual person. <gasps> so I was like, wow, oh, wait, what the hell? Like, I didn't even know how to to take it in but I didn't actually have a situation like I was mm. in uni I was working and I was literally just singing covers in my bedroom like I didn't have management or anything like that wow. so I was like I have no situation he didn't even know I was from London he was like oh where are you based <laughs> so I was like I'm from London he's like what like because you, you can't tell when I sing it's true so yeah, yeah. Um, and it just so happened that um, I was in New York when he was in Philadelphia for Made in America um, festival. So he actually drove down from Philly, which is like a two hour drive, I think. And we did a session that night just based off of my Instagram covers. Cause I literally, I think I had one song on SoundCloud and he hadn't even heard it. Cause I asked him when we got there, he was like, oh no. Like he was just going off of my Instagram covers. Wow. And that night we made three songs in that session. And he was just like, I need to get you to LA. I need like, he flew me out to LA the, the week after. And then that was, that was it really. It all just, happened yeah. for you, Ella. That's, yeah. That's sick, man. Were it's, you not scared at any point? Like, I, do you know what I? I or your what do your family think? Like you're just going there by yourself? Yeah. Like, well, my brother came with me. Okay. My good. brother came with me because <laughs> yeah, my mum was like, you know, you, you never know. But um, and it's my big brother, so. Um, but yeah, it was. I didn't. I didn't even think I had time to be scared. Everything happened so quickly, and it's like. If you're not ready for that opportunity, it could pass you by. So I was like, I just have to get it together. Somehow I got it together. Of course, yeah. man. That's too sick. Yeah, that's crazy. Sick. So out of those three records that you made that night, did any of them come out? Only, funnily enough, only one of them have come out and it just came out on Ready. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah. So you were, so basically you felt ready. That's why you called it Ready. Because mm -hmm. I feel like what, you've only dropped EPs, right? Not, yeah. Not, not LPs. Yeah. Right. So, so with this, with this third one now... What do you feel like the growth has been for you? Um, I think it's just the like going back through the the other two EPs. I think like like you said, why I called it ready. Um, yeah. 
it's just like where I am right now from where I was like a year and a half ago or maybe two years ago is such a different place. Like I live in L.A. now. I'm like I'm not in London anymore. And I'm, this is kind of like a this is like my my day to day full time job, exactly. so to speak. But it's what I love to do. So it doesn't feel like a job. Yeah. And it's second nature now. Yeah. It's just like it's like normal, which is so weird because ever since I was little, this is like what I wanted to do but once you get there you're like wow like you because you know you you have dreams and some and sometimes you can be disheartened and be like you know maybe I won't get there but like this is like real life so ready ready for me was just a, a body of work that was a a bit more fun I think than time and change uh, like a bit bouncier but just like knowing that I could like I could have fun with with an EP and just kind of put it out and like let's go I'm ready I'm ready for 2017 and everything that it brings me yeah and I think ready makes sense as well because R&B is really having a resurgence right now yeah definitely it's popular again Mm -hmm. it's in the charts and so exactly you're ready like this is it like this is the perfect pocket for you to be in right now yeah what do you make of the the resurgence of R&B right now and even even like producers in the EDM world in the hip hop world Mm -hmm. and in all worlds that are drawing from R&B you know like you've got the soul action branch Mm -hmm. as well now which is everything R&B you know it comes from R&B but they've given it like a a club Mm -hmm. a bouncier sound so yeah like how how do you feel like you're going to explore your sound as an R&B artist Um, um, I mean, I'm open to I'm open to trying everything. I think like I don't like to box myself in. I feel like if you don't ever try, if you completely cut it off before you even try it, then you'll you'll never know. But um, I'm so happy that R&B is like on the like on the comeback and really, yeah. even if it's a different type of R&B, it's still the influence is still there. And um, like I'm a huge '90s R&B fan. Yeah, of course so, you can yeah. hear it in your voice. <laughs> it's so nostalgic. It's Thank amazing. You. So um, yeah, I'm just excited to see where where R&B can, can take me and take everyone actually that's doing it because I think it, I think it was definitely needed for the industry. And I think, I think DJ Mustard is excited because, yeah. you know, like he's been stamped as the, you know, the, temp, the DJ mm-hmm. Mustard tempo, mm-hmm. even like Drake and stuff yeah. and Future mentioned it on Jumpman. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's, he's probably, he, he probably wants to get out of that, yeah. you know, and he, you're someone that he can really be creative with yeah. and be able to showcase his skills as a producer. Right. Yeah. Because we all know that he hasn't been producing for that long, but yeah. It's amazing what he's achieved yeah. in the process of becoming a and super he's still producer. so young, which I don't think pe- he's only twenty six. So exactly, pe- he's like, yeah, but um, def- definitely, I think that was one thing that he wanted to do- uh, delve into. Sorry, um, was kind of taking him away because a lot of people like to say he's like a one trick pony and only makes that same it type happens. of thing. But he's yeah. proved like needed me is uh, Rihanna's biggest song. It's crazy, yeah. Like that was you know, a crazy song. So from the album. Uh, it's definitely he he can obviously do it yeah and it's just um with me I think that he uh he wanted to make it something where it's like a, con- a consistent thing and obviously me being his artist it will be a consistent thing exactly so. man it's a, it's a new project man yeah. new doors new doors the UK rap scene right now and yes. the UK sound that's proper like just killing it it's yes. heavy like yes. you know the afrocentric sound like what do you make of that? And can we see LMA ever jumping on them kind of beats there? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I like, think that I think that's the next step. Yeah, to be fair. <laughs> I mean, I'm from I'm from London. If I was to neglect that, I think it would be like a dishonor, so to speak. Um, uh, I don't know when, but I'm de- like I said to you, I'm open to try anything. And I love I when I, the funny the funniest thing is when I lived in New York, I wasn't I was uh, aware of grime, but because I wasn't in like I feel I feel like grime is like such a, a culture thing that you have to kind of 
live here to understand, like understand it, understand it. Of course. So me being in New York, I didn't really understand it at first. Yeah. And then once I moved back here when I was 17, I wasn't the hugest fan of grime, but it's grown on me so much while I was while I was back here for what four years. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's definitely necessary. Right. I don't know when it's gonna come, but it will come. <laughs> okay, sick. So if you had to choose a grime artist to collaborate with or a UK a rapper, you know, like the likes of Jay Haas, Kojo Funds mm-hmm. that are just they're sick of doing yeah. their sound. Like yeah. yeah, who would you pick? Um, other than the, you know, the obvious like Stormzy. Yeah. Um I'm really a huge fan of Dave. Like I think Dave is what what he's just like it's He's so young, but it's so, it's so conscious what, what everything that he's saying. So I think I'd say Dave. Hundred yeah. percent. That's a. I could see the chemistry yeah. happening already. I could see it. Visualize <laughs> it. <laughs> Let's backtrack real quick before we wrap up the interview. Um, you know, you're you're touring with Kehlani at the yes. moment. We said women are really doing it right now in music. Um, as we're recording this interview today, it's actually International Women's Day. Yes, right? I saw on Twitter. Yeah. Now, I don't know. I'm in two minds about it. Like, how do you feel about having an occasion for women? Um, I mean, I think it's good that we can take a day to celebrate it, but I feel like we should celebrate it every day. I, I'm, I'm the same with, like, Mother's Day. Exactly. Like, you're, without your mum, one, you wouldn't even be here, but, like, your mum is, like, the... And your dad, too, of course, but, like, your mum is, like, the... Yeah, man. The staple. Exactly. So um, taking one day out of 365 is like, eh, but it's good that it can get the recognition and it just depends how you celebrate every other day, to be honest. But Yeah, I mean, the thing with International Women's Day is not something you buy cards for, you know, right. you don't walk into WH Smith yeah. and, you know, you've got flowers <laughs> yeah. and shit. Like, it's not yeah. like that. So I just feel like it shouldn't, I don't know if it should be a thing. I mean, I, I, I get I get what you're saying and I, I think <laughs> I agree too. But I, I guess just for the, the recognition, especially like I said, I saw it on Twitter. Yeah. So everyone's like doing the hashtag and putting up pictures. So it's cool to see. Yeah, true. But um, for those that forget in it, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Like a, it's like a it's little like, reminder. Hello. Yeah, let me yeah. remind you. <laughs> yeah. But I think every day should, we should celebrate. No doubt, no doubt. And being with Kehlani, being around her, like what kind of advice have you got so far? And yeah, what kind of stories have you shared together? She's she's just an amazing person, honestly, uh, barring the fact that she's super talented and she's like, in my opinion, I'm a super fan girl of Kehlani. So like, in my opinion, right now, she's one of the best that's doing it. Like from the way she's like, it, I don't know if you've seen her live, but she's... Yep. She's phenomenal. Like she does full blown dance routines and doesn't sound out of breath at all. And I'm like, how the hell do you do that? But um, just being around her, she's such a genuine person and she genuinely means everything she says. Like on stage, she'll speak to the fans and say, uh, like, make sure you're having a good day. And and it's not something that is forced because she wants people to like her. She's genuinely that person. So just being around that energy and all of her team as well. Her team are super, super caring. Everyone's like, if you need anything, you know, let me know. And I know that being an opener on tours, sometimes you don't even really get to see the main act like there's a, a big divide yeah. most of the time it's like that to be honest it's true um so i wasn't re- this is my first tour so i wasn't really sure what to expect although i've i'd met her before but every, it's kind of like we're like a huge family like everyone's just like making sure everyone's good and just being around that is great for every like a day-to-day uh, on a day-to-day basis but also for the show because we're all just super comfortable and super relaxed and super excited to get on the stage and and share what we have. Anything that stuck with you in terms of advice or piece of guidance, something? Um, funnily enough, somebody asked me this yesterday as well, and I don't think there's anything I can really put into a sentence as of yet. I'm sure there will be. Yeah, yeah, too, um, too early. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, she just 
she's just I think just being around it is yeah is, is I bet great. you chat about tattoos I can see a tattoo oh on yeah, yeah. This, this is actually quite new so when I first got it she was like wait you didn't have that before yeah so, bro like, I haven't seen that in pictures and it's stuff. super new I got it like a week before we left wait are we on okay yeah. <laughs> um yeah I got it like a week before we went on tour so it's super new but, amazing yeah. amazing well LMA like I'm so glad I sat down with you thank I had, you for talking to me yeah I remember when you <laughs> dropped time and I was like she's sick I reached out to management and I was like oh man when am I going to interview this girl and finally we've got, yeah, we've we're got here. you here we made it happen yes thank you for having me